What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Today is the day on Sports 360 where we will get the first of two installments of Rob Duran's 2022 MLB predictions. They are hot off the stove. Rob, I hope you're ready to give us the your rundown of who are going to be the winners and losers in Major League Baseball this season. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. I was born ready for this one, man. Ah, oh, man. This is a special one right here. This is a special one right here. Been looking forward to this one, man. You know, I couldn't even sleep this weekend, man. I was uh, all I could think about <laughs> was the predictions were coming out. <laughs> we're getting the predictions this week. Now, last week, Rob, you you said a couple of times that you've been crunching numbers. You crunching numbers. I hope you crunched those numbers good. Man, I did the scouting. I did the analytics. I did it all. Okay. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're ready too, man. And look, I, I I'd like to start in the senior circuit, you know, uh, with the National League. And you know, it's your show, man. I'm, I'm going to turn it over. You know, you, you start wherever you want to start, uh, whatever division you want to start with, and you know, you'll give us your predictions. Now, how how you plan on doing this so that we have a little bit of a roadmap? Uh, what what what's your plan as you lay out your predictions? So I was thinking, I'll let you guys know who the winners of East Division are, and I also picked the three wild card teams as well. So I, you know, I'll give you guys who I picked for the division, reasons why, and then we'll jump into the wild card right after. Okay, that sounds like a plan. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Rob. You can call me Nostradamus Duran, <laughs> who's going to give us. <laughs> his predictions for the coming season. Take it away, bro. All right. So we'll start right at the top, man. We'll go right to the NL East where your Mets are sitting there. But, Jeff, I'm going to have to go with the defending champs, the Atlanta Braves. Um, They're just – they're a powerhouse team. And, listen, I think the Mets have the better overall team, at least on paper, but they also come with a lot more question marks. So it was hard for me – to pick the Mets in that situation, despite their roster upgrades and all that stuff. Um, but the Braves, you know, they, they lose Freddie Freeman and they replace him with Matt Olson. So it's not really like they're technically losing anything except for maybe some clubhouse presence and leadership in that regard. But in terms of production, you're not really losing much um, in getting Matt Olson to replace Freddie Freeman. Um, and then you have Racuna coming back, who was a big loss for them last season, even though, They still won the championship without him somehow. Um, But he's coming back. And the big thing this year, what really led me to the Braves, is that DH spot that they have available for a guy like Acuna when he does come back and, you know, he starts to get himself in in baseball shape, starts to feel like himself again, has that energy, can run the field and all that stuff, play that defense. Um, That DH spot is going to help keep him fresh throughout the season, especially coming back from such a significant injury. So, listen. I'm going with the Braves. Their pitching, especially their bullpen, is maybe a lockdown elite bullpen this year um, if everyone produces the way they're supposed to. And I, I can't go against the defending champs, man. I'm sorry. Atlanta Braves, NL East. 
Well, if I can chime in here, am I allowed to chime in? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So if I can chime in. Okay. (laughs) I I appreciate it. I got an exemption. Um, First of all, you don't have to make any apologies for not picking the Mets. You know, I'm a Mets fan, which, you know, I, I fully own up to it. I'm a Knicks fan. I own up to that. That means constant heartbreak. Um, And the Mets and the Mets. Yeah, they are a question mark. They're always, they're like a big tease. Um, You always think this is the year they're going to be better. Um, But they never seem to quite live up to what's on paper. Jacob deGrom's already hurt. Scherzer has a, has a, his hammy is barking. And then you just wonder if the guys are going to hit um, or will they always be those guys who should be able to hit better than they do? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know about them. And and the Braves are no slouch, right? They still have, as you said, they got Matt Olson to to replace Freeman. Albies is at second. Swanson is at short. Uh, Austin Riley is, you know, at third. Um, they brought back uh, Eddie Rosario. As you said, Acuna is coming back. They still have Adam Duvall. Um, Marcel Asuna, another guy who might be manning the DH spot, right? He's still with them, isn't he? So, um, and then their pitching is tough. Even their starting rotation, you talked about the bullpen, but what about, you know, uh, you know, Max Fried and, and Charlie Morton and, you know, and those guys, Ian Anderson, and they're getting Mike Soraka back. Right. And so, you know, you know, I, I I think their their rotation is strong, and and then they added Kenley Jansen to the bullpen. They already had a great bullpen last year, right, with Minter and Matzik and and of course Will Smith. You know, closing games, and now they brought in Kenley Jansen. So I, you know, look, I have no problem with you know Atlanta as your pick, but more importantly, don't got to apologize to me about the Mets because to me the Mets are. They're, they're heartbreak hotel, man, as far as, you know, being <laughs> Mets fans. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> heartbreak hotel. That's, that's the theme. That's the theme for New York sports sometimes. Heartbreak yeah. hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that, especially, and I got the double whammy, um, Mets and Knicks. So. Yeah, I got the Jets. There's no better. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's, that that's, that's like. That's deluxe <laughs> couch stuff right there. You know what I mean? You, you, you just can't get the normal <laughs> psychiatrist couch. You got to get the deluxe <laughs> if you're a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, man. Ooh. Okay, so Atlanta taking the NL East. So I got yeah. that down. The first intrepid uh, prediction by our man, Rob Duran. Okay, so where are we going to go next? We're going to go to the Central? NL Central. Okay. I can't wait to hear this one. (laughs) I'll tell you this one. I actually didn't have to think too much about this one. Um, And that's no disrespect to the second team, the team that I think is going to finish second in the division. Um, But here I went with the Brewers. Um, Point point blank, they're the best team in that division. Um, I think between them and the Cardinals, they're the only two realistic playoff teams in that division as, as we speak right now. Um, but yeah, I had to go with the Brewers. They, they have the best roster. Their pitching remains top notch. You know, you went down the, the Braves pitching, but the Brewers have some solid starters um, in Burns and in, in Woodruff, the emergence of Freddie Peralta last season. Um, and then they got Hauser and, and Lauer and stuff like that. 
um, to round out that rotation. They're just they're deep in the rotation. Their bullpen is is top notch. They got Hader closing games out. Um, you know, Yelich struggled. He had some injuries. I think he's going to have his his season to come back and really establish himself, maybe as an MVP candidate or at least in the conversation. Um, I think Andrew McCutcheon on that team is another plus for them. And listen, this is a team that I pick against for what feels like every single year. And I'm ready to put that aside and jump on the train with them. And I'm going with the Brew Crew to take the NL Central and a bounce back here from Christian Yelich to lead them. That's an interesting one. I, I, I actually thought you were going to pick the Cardinals because um, you know that's my favorite team. Um, <laughs> and so I thought you were going to pick St. Louis. Um, and I hear you, you know, the Brewers are built on pitching and defense, right? Mm-hmm. Because their offense is not, there are some scary offenses in baseball these days, um, at least on paper um, in both leagues. But the Brewers is the Brewers lineup is not one of them. Um, not to say that you know they can't hit a lick, but that's not their strong suit. It's pitching and defense. Um, but I do wonder about them whether they're going to be able to score enough. Um, and their pitchers really, and if they don't, then that means their pitchers don't have much margin for error, you know, and um. You know, but listen, with that kind of pitching, you ran down their rotation with Hader and Devin Williams in the bullpen. I mean, that's pretty tough. I just, I just, I just worry a little bit about their ability to hit. I can see that they definitely don't have one of those, like you said, one of those offenses that you're you're scared about. I guess you can say that you're worried about. Um, they do have some holes in it, but I think, I think they're pitching is strong enough to carry them. And I think they will hit, you know, just enough to claim that division. Like I said, I think between them and the Cardinals, after that, it's a bunch of question marks in that division. So um, if I had to pick between those two teams, my gut just told me, listen, go with the Brew Crew this year. Stop picking against them because I've been wrong every single year. So okay, got to go with so, my gut. All right. So we got the Brewers taking the NL Central. Okay, now moving over to an interesting division, um, division, and that's the NL West, where the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts, not only predicted that the Dodgers would win the West or the National League, he said they're going to win the World Series. So <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get there, um, who do you have coming out of the NL West as champion? Now, this division was super fun last year because the Giants ended up winning it, and they won 107 games, which is insane. Um, But they were backed by some really great pitching, and they still have good pitching, but it's hard to pick against the Dodgers. Um, And listen, I don't think it's going to be as close as the division race was last year towards the end of the season. I think it's the Dodgers by a mile. And I'm not ready to to guarantee anything as far as World Series for them, but their their roster, when you look at it on paper, it, it there's no holes, there are no question marks anywhere, and it's one of the most insane rosters built in MLB. They may be the best team in baseball, period. Um, and I just feel like it's hard for the for any team, especially in that division, to compete with a Dodgers team 
firing on all cylinders, which may be the only question mark you have with the Dodgers. Can everyone get going? Can Bellinger get going? Can Mookie Betts kind of get over the struggles from spring training and really get going? And I think they will. Um, you know, they lose Kenley Jensen to Atlanta and they replace him with Craig Kimbrell. So another scenario where you don't really lose production in terms of the closer spot, it's hard to pick against a team that's as stacked and as deep as the Dodgers. So Dodgers and all West champs. What do you think about their rotation, though? I mean, after Walker Bueller, um, Kershaw is, you know, long in the tooth, battling injuries. Um, what do you think about their rotation, starting rotation? My biggest fear with with the rotation is one guy they signed this offseason, which is um, Heaney, Andrew Heaney. He's a fly ball guy, so he's going to give up the long ball. Um, so you worry about pitchers like that. And you want to see and, – and Urias is a guy – I think he's going to be real solid. I, I forget how many games he won last year, but he was up there and win. He won 20. He was a 20-game winner last year. Yeah. So I think he, he won't – I don't know if he'll replicate the 20 wins. And obviously wins and losses are so – you know, yeah. iffy these days, but I think he's a guy who's coming into his own. Obviously, he had that postseason success out of the bullpen, um, had success last year in the rotation. I think he'll continue to grow. Um, I think Walker Bueller, and I'll throw another prediction out there. He's my Cy Young winner for the National League. Um, I think he's just gonna come onto the scene and and be on fire all season. And Kershaw's gonna give you what Kershaw's gonna give you. You know. Um, he feels a lot older than what he really is because he has so much mileage on that left arm. Um, but I, I think they have enough in the rotation, and I'm sure there's going to be a move or two at some point to solidify that rotation and, and really bulk it up, maybe midseason or maybe earlier than that. We'll see. But I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the rotation as is, especially with the offense that, that's sitting behind it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to go against the Dodgers, as you said. Um, I, I do wonder about Bellinger, you know, is he ever going to be that player that he was when he broke on, broke onto the scene? Um, and I got to tell you that also my eyes on Mookie because it's not that he played poorly last year, but he wasn't that MVP Mookie. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. even the year leading to MVP and coming out of the MVP year. He was okay, um, but I'm looking for Mookie to be better. I wonder about Bellinger, um, and you know, they—you're right—they're stacked. I mean, offensively they're stacked. The bullpen does seem to still be strong back there with Kimbrel and Trinan um, and Gatterall. So they seem to be okay. Um, if anything, I would just wonder about is their rotation. Is it going to be enough? But, you know, it's hard to pick against them. I mean, they're, they're, they're deep. So, all right. So you have the Dodgers emerging as the NL West champion. Okay. So you ready to move on to the wild cards? Let's go to the wild card. Okay. Now with the wild card, I didn't pick them in any specific order. So these are just the three teams I think are going to make it. Um, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I All got right. my pen out here, man. I, I bought a new pen. I bought a new pen. I didn't want to run out of ink, you know, mid-sentence or anything like that. So I got a new pen. So I'm ready. All right. So first wildcard team I'm picking here, I'm going with your New York Mets. 
Um, this, like I said earlier, this is a team that upgraded significantly in the offseason. They plugged some holes. They got some good rotation pieces. But the biggest question mark for me with these Mets is the health. You know, we mentioned earlier, DeGrom is already out probably, we'll say, the all-star break, depending on, you know, time frame with the recovery, the rehab, stretching them out, all that stuff. So I'm thinking all-star break, if not a little bit after. Um, Scherzer already question marks with the hamstring. Those injuries are tricky, especially for a pitcher. Um, and I know that firsthand because Garrett Cole had that issue late in the season, and he was affected because he was getting knocked around a lot. Um, after he had his hamstring injury last season. So the biggest question mark for the Mets for me is health. You know, are they going to be able to stay healthy? Are they going to be able to produce, you know, when these guys are down? Um, I think they'll do enough to win the wild card, not enough to win the division, but enough to win the wild card. And I think Lindor is going to have his bounce back season. It's his second year in New York. He's already figured it out, I think, a little bit, what's going on, how to handle the pressure. I think he has his bounce back season and has a Lindor type year and, you know, effectively and essentially becomes the leader of that club um, along with Pete Alonso, who I think is going to have a monster year as well. So picking New York Mets for that first wildcard spot. Well, I, look, I, I, I hope you're right on that. Um, I do think the health is important for a minute there. I thought you were going to say the biggest question mark would be their manager Um, Mm. because they got Buck Showalter and I don't know how old Buck is um, but Buck's (laughs) been around a while and it's it's interesting that you know he's an old school guy you know a little crusty and everything else but yet he seems to have gone all in on analytics which is Mm -hmm. interesting and I don't know if he did that out of sincerity or out of you know increasing his opportunity to get a job in today's major leagues. You know what I mean? Where managers are expected to pretty much live and die by analytics. Um, Dusty Baker, probably the only one who says I'm not doing that, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it, you know, I'm interested to see how he does. Obviously a very accomplished manager. He's managed in New York before. So that's, that's not going to be an issue for him. I just wonder if, um, you know, I just wonder about him, but look, we saw Tony LaRussa last year, you know, another veteran manager uh, come back with the Chicago White Sox and do a great job with a young team. And I was on record as being concerned about that. And, you know, and the White Sox did just fine. And hopefully we'll see the same thing with the Mets. But um, in this era of, you know, young managers, you see it even in football with young head coaches. um, It's interesting to see sort of a grizzled veteran, you know, manning the helm in New York. Um, And so we'll see how Buck does there but um i hope you're right i hope the mets do capture one of the wild cards but um you know i'm a mets fan i gotta see it to believe it <laughs> well believe it because i'm predicting it okay. so you know it's gonna happen oof okay <laughs> he, he, oh what your 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 predictions come with money back guarantees or something yeah, we'll see we'll see 
That's oh, okay. uh, to be ah, to be decided. Wow, I started talking about the need to <laughs> go to your wallet. Oh, you start to hem it all a little bit. Okay, I see how this goes. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, so you have the Mets winning one wild card. We got two more. We yes. got expanded playoffs. I mean, again, for those who might not have been paying attention to the CBA negotiations, we have expanded playoffs. So we have, you know, extra um, two teams in Major League Baseball. And so we're going to have three wild cards this year. So we got one so far. You said the New York Mets. Who you got coming up next? The San Diego Padres. Oof. And I'll say Whoa. this. This was a team that was a late addition for me. Um, I thought about putting the Phillies in that spot because although the Phillies can't play a lick of defense, and I still want to question their bullpen a little bit, they do have a good rotation, and they do have a crazy offense. Um, But the Padres, I took a look at their roster up and down, saw that pitching staff, and said, listen, even without Tatis Jr. for however long he's going to be out, and, you know, it'll be months. I think they have enough offense to keep them in contention, keep them in that fighting for that wild card. And when he comes back, they'll be ready to go and take that wild card position. Um, they just traded for Sean Manaya of, of Oakland, who continues to trade off everyone that we know on that roster. Um, so they, they just got deeper in the rotation. Um, I don't know if they're going to continue to do other moves. There were some reports of, moves going on we'll see what else they do but i think the padres rotation is is a very strong rotation um you know obviously they have to stay healthy but they have darvish they have snell they have musgrove obviously manaya's there and they're getting clevenger back um who i think will be a, a good piece obviously it's tommy john so it, it's always a question mark with that but we'll see um but I, i'm confident that the padres will do just enough in the rotation, which I think is a plus for them, and their offense, which I don't think will lose or will suffer as much as people may think with Tatis out. When you look at their lineup, though, even when Tatis is healthy, what do you see? I mean, we see Tatis, Machado, but, like, take me through that a little bit like what where, where do you see the contributions coming where do you see the contributions coming from i think a big bat in their lineup is jake cronenworth the dude is is such a dynamic bat and i think he suffered a little bit and he had a great year last year he was on my fantasy team so plus for that um but i think he suffered a little when they traded for adam frazier and kind of bounced him around a lot um, but I think if they give him his position, this is where you're going to play, you know, whether it's second base, whether it's filling in at short, whatever the case may be. He's a big bat in that lineup. I think the addition of Luke Voigt as well from the Yankees, I think that helps. It may be a platoon situation with Hosmer. We'll see moving forward what materializes there. But Luke Voigt is a power bat. And I mentioned this when, you know, the Yankees signed Rizzo. It's not like Rizzo's replacing, you know, a guy who didn't hit a guy who didn't hit, a guy who didn't play well, Luke Voigt is a big bat. So I think, I, you know, he's going to be contributing much more than people think, even with Eric Hosmer there. Um, and then obviously you've got Manny Machado, who's a dynamic player in himself, you know, whether it's defensively, whether it's offensively. Um, he has to carry that team. You know, he's the big man on campus right now with Tatis being out, and he has to shoulder that load and, and be the guy who he is. And another guy that I, I really like is Trent Grisham, honestly. And 
the biggest thing for him is health as well. Um, he's been hurt the last couple of years. Another guy that was on my fantasy team last year um, who did really well for me as well. But if he can stay healthy, um, whether it's at the top of the lineup, in the middle of the lineup, he provides a lot of power, a lot of speed, and, and some good defense as well. So um, that's what I see offensively when I look at the, the Padres roster. Okay. I mean, that that is a, a surprise pick. Um, and not, you know, it's it's not surprising to hear that it was a late addition to the wild card mix for you. So um yeah, that one that one has gotten my attention. So your second wild card pick is the San Diego Padres. Okay, so now we have one left. A couple of good teams um, out there still um, in each division, too. So where is this last wild card coming from? It's your favorite team, Jeff. I'm picking the St. Louis Cardinals, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going uh, with St. Louis. St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> okay. It was, it was very hard for me. Listen, they're a talented bunch. Like I said, you know, I think – Strength of schedule with that central division is going to help them out um, because the teams are weaker. And listen, the Cubs are okay. I don't think they're going to – maybe they'll surprise some people. I don't think so. Um, But that will help the Cardinals out. Um, They they might get beat up by the Brewers here and there. But overall, their roster is still pretty darn good. Um, I think they're going to have a a nice resurgent, a nice little energy with Yachty and, and Pujols both retiring after this season. They'll have one of those vintage late-season surges. Uh, everyone will get excited in St. Louis. You'll get excited about St. Louis. And they'll take that one, <laughs> and they'll take one of those wild-card spots, man. Look, St. Louis, you, I mean, you you mentioned it. I mean, it's sort of a running joke how much I don't like the Cardinals. <laughs> um, but, you know, I do give it to them. They They know how to play winning baseball. And they do have some really good players, you know, Tyler O'Neill's a really good player. Um, And and they're not household names, you know, guys like Harrison Bader, uh, Tyler O'Neill, you don't hear a lot about them, but you also, but you do have a nice mixture. You talked about Molina, you have Nolan Arenado at third, Goldschmidt at, at, at uh, first base. Um, So, you know, you got some guys and then you got other guys who just seem to be, always in the mix like a Tommy Edmond or something like that. Um, one, yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, they did bring on Steven Matz, you know, to improve the rotation. He came over from Toronto and had a sneaky good year. I mean, a lot of, not a lot of people know that he was pretty good last year. Seemed to put it together. Wainwright is Wainwright. The one question mark right now, though, a health issue is Flaherty in the starting rotation, you know, um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens with him, you know, with that bulky shoulder. But, um, look, I, I'm not surprised you picked St. Louis. Um, St. Louis is a good team as much as, as I, uh, don't necessarily root for them, but I think they are a good team. And I, and I agree with you. I think the weakness of that division is going to help, um, cause you know, they'll get some extra wins, some extra wins there. So, um, so the Mets, the Padres, and the Cardinals you have as your wild cards, and as your division winners, you have NL East, Atlanta, Central goes to the Milwaukee Brewers, the West goes 
to the Dodgers. Now, before leaving this, though, Rob, I want to talk about a couple of teams you didn't pick, and maybe you could tell us why. Um, And I want to start with the Phillies, who, as you said, have a powerhouse um, lineup, uh, offensive lineup. Um, But there's some questions elsewhere, and I guess enough questions where you left them out of the mix. So tell us about the Phillies. Why did you leave them out of the mix? I think the Phillies are just going to – Listen, their rotation is good. They have Zach Wheeler. They have Aaron Nola. They have, they have Ranger Suarez. You know, they have some good pieces in their rotation. I still question their bullpen, though. They have a lot of guys who they're hoping are going to do good. You know, they have the, the Jerry's Familia, the Brad Hand, who is, you know, guys like that who are, were good. You know, they've struggled. Are they going to continue to do well? Are they going to do well? Um, there's just too many question marks. I think defensively they're going to give up a lot of runs. And that's not going to help their pitching staff. They're going to, you know, it's going to tax their pitching a lot, um, not being able to play good defense. They'll be able to out-hit a lot of people, believe me. And I think Bryce Harper is due for another great season, especially with, you know, the Nick Castellanos and, and uh, Kyle Schwarber surrounding him in, in the lineup. He has some real protection uh, for the first time, I think, since joining Philly. Um, it just, I don't know, man. I had them in there at first, and then I was like, you know what? I think San Diego is going to win. I think they'll win out and, and take that spot from the Phillies. It's interesting, Rob, because I do think the Phillies have, you know, again, a powerhouse lineup, right? You mentioned some of the guys, and then there's Rio Muto behind the plate and Reese Hoskins and Gene Segura and Didi Gregorius. I mean, they just got guys up and down the lineup, right? But you hit on something that I agree with, and that is their bullpen, because I think they're rolling the dice. They have some guys who they acquired to help fix their leaky bullpen, which has been a problem for years now, right? Um, But they're guys who were guys in their heyday, right? You mentioned Brad Hand, Jerry's Familiar, Corey Knable. You know what I mean? Guys who at some point were lockdown guys, but yeah. they haven't been lockdown guys in recent times. I got to tell you, Rob, I don't like that. I, I think that's I, I think that's a bad gamble. It, it's something about look when you when you go from being a closer to you're no longer a closer. There's usually a reason why. Yes, and they got three of them. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the thing, especially in that division where you have the Braves, you have the Mets, you have, you know, the Marlins who are not to be overlooked. They're not going to win the division, but they're a strong staff. They have some offense. And even the Nationals can put together a few runs here and there. That's a dangerous way to build a bullpen. Like you said, a a bunch of guys who used to be closers. There's a reason they used to be closers. (laughs) And they're not closers right now. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the thing for me with the Phillies. I can see the Phillies, you know, coughing up some leads. And, you know, you do that enough, it becomes demoralizing. Yeah. You know, uh, because no lead ever seems to be safe. And as much as guys will say, hey, we're all in this together, I think that offense, if they know they're putting up five, six runs a game on a, on a regular, but, the you know, the pitching is, you know, the bullpen in particular is coming in and, coughing it up that that can get hard to take after a while so 
Um, I'm with you on the Phillies um, in terms of their struggles. I, I I just wonder if their offense might be potent enough to kind of overcome some of that. But um, yeah, so you have the Phillies on the outside. What about San Francisco? You also have them on the outside looking in. Yes. So I like San Francisco. I do. They have, you know, they lose Gosman, but they replace them with Rodon, who, you know, when healthy is one of the best lefties in baseball. And he showed that last season with the White Sox. Um, obviously, they have Alex Wood, Logan Webb, who I think is an underrated pitcher um, in the major leagues today. Um, their bullpen is okay. They have a good offense, right? The thing with them is I think last season everybody produced at their absolute best. And I don't know if they can maintain that absolute best for another season. So that's the reason I have San Francisco on the outside looking in. Um, they still have some a nice team. They're going to make some noise. They're going to, you know, early on they're going to challenge. I think midseason we'll see them in the race. I don't think they're going to be so far out of the wild card races. I don't think there's a chance for the division this year. But I think they'll be in the fight. Ultimately, I don't see them performing to that level that they did last year where they won the 107 games and all that stuff um, to be able to take a spot in, in the wild card. Yeah, I think last year – uh, there were a number of people around baseball and baseball fans generally who were expecting at some point San Francisco to stop winning. And it just never happened, right? You kept yeah. saying they can't keep playing at this pace. They can't keep playing at this pace. And yet they did on the on the road to 107 wins. And you're right. Everyone was playing at, it seemed as if they were playing at optimum level. That is kind of, that's hard to duplicate. That's yeah. hard to duplicate. And then, you know, Buster Posey is retired. Um, so we, we'll see what impact that has on them. But, um, <clears throat> you know, San Francisco is, is, is a team that, again, for me, I was looking for them to fall off last year. They didn't. And so I, I, I'm not sure they can, you know, repeat what was a magical year last year. Um, So one other thing I have for you, and that is who do you view as, if anybody, any team, uh, do you have a sleeper? Is there a team out there that who, you know, may be on the come, it's going to be a tough out, it's going to give people headaches, Uh, a team that is going to, you know, show some promise, maybe some young guys coming together and putting together good seasons. Um, or maybe even someone that could could threaten one of your wild card teams. Is, is there any team out there like that in the National League? Honestly, and this may surprise some people, I would pick the Marlins. And I know that's a that's a big jump, but they're a team that's on the on the up. You know, their rotation is Quietly, one of the best rotations in baseball. They have a lot of young guys led by Sandy Alcantara, who I think is an absolute stud. And he got his extension this offseason. And and listen, the leader of that staff, another guy, Jeff, on my fantasy team last season. So I'm I'm taking credit for these guys. So (laughs) (laughs) listen, the Marlins are a team that I think can surprise a lot of people. Do I think they have enough? Maybe not. Maybe not this year. But they're a team that has some some nice young bats. You know, Jazz Chisholm Jr. is a dude 
I love watching him play. The energy he plays with, the swag he plays with, super cool. Miguel Rojas is another guy who I really like. They picked up Joey Wendell, who gave me headaches with the Rays every single year uh, because he just he's just one of those guys who just hits. He's a professional ball player. Um, so, yeah, that's a team that I think you have to look. And Jacob Stallings, that's another good pickup, um, underrated pickup, but I think it's really good. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to go with the Marlins as a as a sleeper or one of those, like you said, one of those tough outs. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not surprised to hear you say that, though. You know, the, some of the players you mentioned, like Joey Wendell, he's just a he's just a pro, man. You know, yeah. he's, he's just he, he's just a overall good ball player. Jacob Stallings, catcher, but he I mean, gold glove catcher. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, playing in Pittsburgh. So maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with him, but he's now manning the plate. Uh, so you bring in a gold glove defender and he has a pretty good stick as well. So it's not like he, he can't swing the bat. So, you know, they have that. You mentioned Rojas and Chisholm. Um, two other pickups, I think, may be helpful for them. And that's Avisel Garcia. Mm-hmm. And they also signed Solaire, right? Who we saw what Big he power. can do. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Um, with the Braves last year as he helped them win the World Series. So, you know, they um, you know, they, they do always seem to be pesky. They always do seem to, you know, to play hard um and to overcome the odds, including that ugly ballpark. Um, but uh <laughs> that's a terrible ballpark, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's gotta be the worst ballpark in the majors, man. Um right. but uh, you know, um so yeah, I I I hear you on that one. So that Miami might be might be in there. So all right, man. So we're going to we're going to um stop here. And we're going to come back tomorrow with our, well, our, no, I'm not, I'm not putting my name on this with, with your, with your picks for the American league. But as we sign off, just, just give us one more time, the rundown on your division winners and your wild card winners. We got the Braves in the NL East. Brewers, NL Central, Dodgers in the West, and the Mets, Cardinals, Padres in the wild card. Okay, there you have it. There you have it, folks. The the 2020-22 MLB, well, not MLB predictions, National League predictions from our man, Rob Duran. Okay, brother, I got it all down. So we're going to come back and we're going to give you now your opportunity to, you know, go back, crunch some numbers, do some late crunching because we're coming back and we're going to get your AL predictions, which quite frankly, I already know one team you're picking. The Yankees are somehow going to make their way in because you're not going to pick against your boys. But maybe maybe you'll surprise us, huh? Maybe you'll surprise us. But we're going to come back and we're going to get your AL predictions uh, on the next edition of Sports 360. So go in there, crunch those numbers, and, and come back and be ready for us. I will. I'm not sleeping tonight. 
<laughs> you better not sleep tonight. You got some work to do. But we'll catch you, man. Uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow.